0: FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Summer County Spotlight. On this Sunday morning, uh, your host, Jeff Shannon, here as always. We appreciate you joining us here. In fact, it's fantastic that you're joining us. And, you know, heard each and every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, right here at WHIN. And, by the way, it's on our podcast page. uh, Drop in here at WHINradio.com. You can hear this as well as other episodes right there on the website. So let's... uh Let's talk books, let's talk publishing, and let's talk interesting stuff. I, I didn't really know much about th- this business, but when you start thinking about people that do things like this, you just run into them every once in a while. But I, I was introduced to Dan Wright. Now, he's a, a publisher. I hope that would be a correct title or... What would it be?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been a publisher, a publishing services provider. Okay,
1: that okay, that makes sense. So, what is the thing that you do to help
2: people? The basic client that comes to me is someone who says, "Hey, Daniel, I've written this book. Okay, and uh, and and it, here's what it's about. And I like to I want to speak about this subject. I go from to church to church, or I I have uh, events that I sponsor, or that I want to start a speaking business and I've got this area of expertise, and it really just kind of burns a hole in their heart until they write this book, Mm -hmm. okay? So most people that come to me have, have a book that's filled with passion, filled with knowledge, but what they lack is any sort of means to get it refined and get it into some condition so that it can start becoming a book where it basically can carry their message forward, whether they're selling it on their website, or if you go to an, an event, have you been to uh, somewhere where you listen to a speaker mm-hmm. and he'll say, by the way, I'll be in the back of the room signing copies of my book.
1: Yeah, right. Back in the day, it used to be books and tapes. Yeah, now we don't have tapes now. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, everything is streaming. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, the death of the print book was wildly exaggerated, right? Mm-hmm. It's But the print book is still very popular. People buy them in twos and threes, give them away, and mm-hmm. they, they kind of cuddle them and they take them on a plane to L.A. and they they read that book and they can underline it and highlight it and all sure. that but uh, but today a lot of my clients, that book is their business card. They're not just going to hand it out on the street, but someone who has some influence, they will FedEx them a copy of their book Oh yeah, wow! and they'll get an endorsement or they'll get a speaking invitation or they'll just make an impression uh, with someone who has a big organization of say 5,000 pastors or 3,000 Christian counselors or or men's ministers or women's
1: ministers, you name it. Well, you've, you've been involved in this business for a while, so you kind of know what you're doing.
2: Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's, well, this year was 38 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've been mm-hmm. in the retail aspect of Christian publishing, sales, international distribution, and then some special markets rolled up to me. I worked for Thomas Nelson at the time and mm-hmm. still today, the largest Christian publishing company in the world. But uh, a lot of the relationships that I had, business relationships, were people like Guideposts, people that have millions of readers in the Christian market, Reader's Digest. Bertelsmann. And Bertelsmann's not a household name, mm-hmm. but you know you're smiling and so you yeah. know they're they're immensely influential yeah. worldwide. Uh, So it's a lot of relationships. And when you have these kinds of relationships, you're learning a lot about publishing. Mm -hmm. That's not simply bookstore retail.
1: Well, somebody might be listening out there and they go, you know, I got an idea for a book, but I just don't know how to go about it. I mean, you're not an agent or anything like that. But if somebody were to contact you, you'd be able to direct them in the right place.
2: Sure. And sometimes the right place is uh, with the Zoom call with me.
1: Mhm. Okay. okay.
2: And then sometimes it's somebody that I don't like very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, especially when you see him on the Zoom, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you know, somebody if uh, if they're thinking about writing a book, you know, I always tell them, said, so we'll start writing. Don't write and edit and write and edit. Just start the writing right. process. Get get th- some things down on paper. Sooner or later, you're going to have to start thinking about well, who's the reader for this? Who's going to want to read right. it? Uh, they may want to part money, and who's going to want to part with money? Right for this book, and
1: it's a good question. How does one come up with a price for a book? I mean, there's like a standard: if, if you have this many pages, it's this much. If you have this many pages, it's that. Um, yeah,
2: there's a little bit of that. You have to take into account some ca- some facts on that. A basic paperback book is normal size, let's say fifteen ninety nine. But if it's a, a book with a lot of medical and science knowledge in there, you can go up from there. I'm about to release a book that has a lot of science in it, and we're pricing it at eighteen ninety nine. Okay, now a book that's a bit small. Maybe it's 160 pages or 128 pages. You know, don't ask too much money for that. It yeah. might be 12.99 uh-huh. or 13.99, but that 15 dollars price point—that's uh, a big jump
1: over mm-hmm. that. If they were to self-publish, I mean, how would the, would the royalties come in? Do they get paid? You know, for the sales and things like that? Because you know, where a, a bookstore might buy a bunch of stuff, but then they end up returning because they didn't sell them. So I, I know it's a it's a big, crazy market. It's a, b- <laughs> it's a big world. It's, it's yeah. a
2: lot of different ecosystems as well. Well, let's let's start with traditional publishing. You know, you get a literary agent, and they sell your book rights to HarperCollins and it uh, takes them a year and a half to get it to market. Maybe they advance you ten thousand dollars, and they'll pay you what amounts to be maybe a dollar forty to a dollar sixty-five a book. But that will recoup against that ten thousand dollar advance. But mm-hmm. that's all the money you're going to make. And mm-hmm. if the money, if that doesn't recoup the ten thousand dollars, I hope you're happy with the ten thousand yeah, yeah. dollars. The other aspect of a book deal is that you have probably a buyback right. In that book contract, you can buy your own book back from the publisher <laughs> for uh, a sixty percent discount. Which, if it's a fifteen dollar book, then what is that six, seven dollars yeah. something along those lines? So, uh, this is one reason why authors eventually come to hate their publisher because the only books they're selling are the ones right back. To yeah, them. wow, but that's that's typical. Well,
1: I guess you're not going to get into it to get rich, um, and if you are, I don't know, <laughs>
2: you know, it's not many. You know, the people that are really getting rich right now, self publishing their book, mm. are fiction authors, mm-hmm. and I know them. We've done some distribution arrangements with them, it's worked to some level of success or not. But there are people out there making seven figure incomes by selling their own fiction books. Follow that up very quickly to the fact that they can write a lot of books very quickly, yeah. So, someone who who's addicted to fiction, when they finished a book, what do they want to do? They want to read the next one.
1: Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so if you're
2: if you're producing one book a year and uh, your first one was a barn burner, you know, they're, you're not giving them another book to read for a, a year. Right. You know, and so you're you're not getting anywhere. It's also people who uh, can write fast but they also know the names and the email addresses of the people that love them the most, their fan bases. So when they're launching a book, they can tell 12, 15, 25, 50,000 people to go out and buy my book. And so they can sell 10,000 books on the first day and and make something on Along the lines of uh, sixty-five, seventy-five thousand dollars in a moment.
1: Now, what about those? I mean, mentioned earlier about uh, everybody thinking, "Well, books are dead. Nobody's you know buying these books anymore." But if they take a book and they go digital with it, and they can buy the digital copy as well, is that correct? And is the royalty is pricing and still the same on that, or what?
2: Yeah, you know now you're talking about well, how can I do it easily?
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> the <laughs> so, shortcut. Yeah, I see the,
2: the look on Jeff's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, easy. Yeah, that's that's the, that's <laughs> the word I'm looking for. But but let's say you know you've uh, you've written a book and uh, you know of, of some quality or not, and it's not going to be your business card, but uh, you just kind of like to have it out there. You'd, you'd kind of like to check the box. Hey, I've written a book and I've published it. And mm-hmm. so what you can do is you can you can do two different things. One is what's called Kindle Direct Publishing, KDP. Mm-hmm. And that is owned by Amazon, and so you can load up all your files, including your cover file, and uh, you you'll never have a book in stock because they print everything on demand, or they can somebody can buy the Kindle version yeah. of your book.
1: I didn't think Kindle was still a thing, but I, apparently it is. I guess. Oh, it right. certainly is. Yeah, wow. Yeah.
2: And then there's uh, Ingram Spark or Ingram content group. Okay. And uh, I sometimes have clients that would prefer to just go that direction. They, do, they don't want to go and print 1,000 books or anything like that. Now, Ingram will upload all the metadata. And the metadata of your book is its title, its subtitle, your author name, how many pages, it, what categories are there. It uploads everywhere. And yeah. so your book will be on barnesandnoble.com, booksandmillion.com. Every library, bookstore in the world can buy your book. And it also is print-on-demand okay now keep in mind if you go to kindle or ingram and your book sells for 15 dollars, they'll get half that. well of course <laughs> we're doing all the work <laughs> that's right yeah have you ever seen an itunes royalty statement <laughs>
1: whoa <laughs> um would mechanical licensing come into that i think that might the mechanical licensing group i think just deals with the like streaming music, aspect yeah, streaming of it. streaming and, yeah. yeah. and music maybe. right yeah, yeah yeah probably but it's interesting that when people are into books they treat these books I mean the hard covers, whatever, like they're babies. Like, you don't turn the cover, you don't bend it, you don't peel the pages back. I mean, it's it's like a shrine of all these books people keep up, and you can't mess with them. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, uh, I, I would prefer to see one that's dog-eared myself because it was read. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a book very well cared for hasn't been, hasn't my, been looked at. My through.
1: daughter was was that person. She would have these books, and she would just read, these, and they would be stacked up on her, her dresser, you know what I mean? It's like when you go to move, I mean, that's a lot. That, that gets pretty heavy with all those books.
2: Yeah, if there was one thing I wish that I could get out of the book business is the weight of a box of books. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. Going to a book convention and and things like that and you're having to... Tote these books and oh yeah, uh, yeah. Un- unpack them and then to be honest with you and here's a you know true confession is that publishers will often just throw those th- throw all these brand new books into the waste bin rather than haul them back. Uh,
1: people are going no no.
2: <laughs> hey we tried to give them away yeah there's right. no one there that wants them.
1: The one thing I hate is uh, lugging magazines around because my wife's president of the chamber and you know she gets all these these magazines for the city guides and things like oh, those things are a beast and it's like come on
2: yeah a <laughs> box a box of magazines. <laughs> (laughs) magazines? Magazines might weigh 80 pounds, at least, uh, because of the paper. It's very thin, but it's also very compressed. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if somebody were, were looking to you know maybe investigate this what, what is your website they can go and find out about you
2: yeah uh, you can go to fittingwords.com, okay, okay and that'll direct uh, to my website I, yeah I don't put honestly can I just say I don't put a lot of information on my website I put but you a lot
1: testimonials of, here I think it was quite interesting what what people are, are writing here you got you got several of these on here and I think that's uh, people like to read those
2: yeah I, that's I think so too and so uh, we try to give each of the clients that we sign up, we try to give them excellent results where, I mean, there's no difference in terms of the result of fitting words, publishing your book or Random House. Now, I see you have
1: William Morris here. It's not the William Morris. It's not the William okay, Morris. Okay, got
2: it. No, <laughs> i tell you, William Morris, this this is what's great about being in the publishing business, Jeff. You meet the best yeah, people. Wow. Bill Morris is an amazing guy. Go and buy his book. It's the, the magic
1: moment. Is yeah, that, this
2: magic moment. Sound like he, a song. <laughs> well, he knew all of the guys in the original Drifters. Wow. Oh. Wow. And uh, he's a white guy, yeah. okay. And the drifters are all black guys. <laughs> yeah. But when they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, it was one of those gatherings. They were missing an alto uh, or a bass, and, and Bill sings bass. And so there was a picture of him singing this magic <laughs> moment with you these can, guys.
1: You'd be able to pick him out pretty good. There. Yeah, yeah, he stands out. <laughs> but wow. uh, but it was an
2: amazing story of all those guys and the uh, the iconic music that those guys produced.
1: But you you're doing all the services. You you distribute you edit tutorials you got solutions um, we do it all you can help design. We and all that everything what if they need illustrations and everything yeah okay yep. Yep. all right you hire you, you want to do it
2: you want to do a children's book okay i will find you a, a, a book illustrator uh, okay. who can uh, you know you will say okay you know i like their style i'm going to go with film and they can do that and then we'll produce all the layout files and uh, and then we'll bring to you uh, what printing solutions are available to you so you
1: have you hire artists yes. for a specific you know look i mean everybody every artist is different they are. And, you know and I keep telling my daughter she's an artist does incredible stuff and i my youngest you is, doing. too.
2: Yeah, since she's, she's done a couple of books for me. Really? And, oh, yeah, and the clients oh, yeah. love her.
1: Because she goes, well, nobody would want to put my stuff out there. I go, well, you no, don't know that. that's not true. That's no. what we try to yeah. tell her. I'm going to have to hook you up with her.
2: You know, if people have a story to tell, you need yeah. an illustrator to help you
1: tell it. All right. That's right, yeah. And she has a unique style, so it's just, you know. Even better. Come up with it. Yeah, you, people like something different, you know, but we'll we'll definitely do that. And, you know, but you got the, the great thing going on here. So fittingwords.net. Or You're uh, the one. Dot, one either get one. There. Yep. And, of course, you're on Facebook. You're on X.
2: Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm there, and right. every once in a while I'll Post something. Sometimes it's not a very nice post to some people, but you know I don't care. just am who I am.
1: But how did you come up with the word "fitting words"?
2: You know, it, it sort of came to me in a moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, but the, the Bible in the Book of Proverbs says is that a word fitly spoken at the right time is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. You know, have you ever read a book and a, and something comes off of the page of that book and yeah. really lands on you? Doesn't? Right. That's it right. goes right into your heart. Right. To me, that's a fitting word. Well, people it,
1: that can write are
2: talented. Uh, oh And, my and gosh. they're enormously yeah. influential. You know, it's the books that that have turned the corners in this country when there was nothing. When we before we had movies, before we had streaming and social media, you know, there was a book written that uh, helped change the mind of this country in terms of slavery. Yeah, remember what that book was? No, I don't. It was Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, that's wow. You know, uh, there were people living in parts of this country that had no concept of of what What? life as a slave was like. Right, Right. And so somebody wrote a book, and it sold more books in the U.K. Wow. than it did in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm a proud owner of a first, a first typesetting of Uncle Tom's Cabin that I found in an antique shop in the U.K., just south of London. Wow. And, and the, I brought it, to, the, <laughs> I brought it to, to buy, and the guy says, well, what do you want that book for? <laughs> I said, well, it's here for sale. No, it's just sitting there to try to sell the bookshelf. I said, "Well, I, well, I want it. You I'll know? take it. <laughs> it, was, it was printed in the eighteen hundreds. Nah, wow! And there was another book that that worked in a great way to enlighten this country to to the despair and the sadness that was the uh, the Depression era, mm-hmm. the Dust Bowl days. Mm-hmm. You know, people had to leave Oklahoma because they couldn't get a crop out of dust. Right. Right. And what was the name of that book?
1: The Grapes of Wrath. See, you know all this stuff.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, but y- your book might not." have might do that but you might do it in uh, in a lot of people's lives wow, that's if, great. if not a country yeah
1: well we've been talking about dan wright he's a publisher and extraordinaire we got to come up with like uh, letters at the end like you know what mine is I, I have an ndaa okay no degree at all so is that it? <laughs> yeah.
2: you know the only thing that i've got i've got my american airlines advantage card <laughs> That says I've flown a million miles. Wow, so, you are important. I don't know if I'm important, but I've yeah. learned it the hard
1: way. Well, all right. We've been talking with Dan right now. thanks so much for coming in and uh, spending some time enlightening on, on this. And I look forward to see what you got coming up. So thanks for coming in. All right, we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. You've been listening to Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon, a public affairs program heard right here at WHIN. You can also hear this broadcast and other episodes on our podcast page at WHINradio.com. And if you'd like to appear on this program, just send me an email to Jeff at whinradio.com. Stand by. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Well, it's Sunday morning. And that means we're back here with more of Sumter County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. And uh, we have another guest here in the studio. I'd like to introduce Jennifer Dittus. Now, she is the CEO. That's That means important right there with the Hope Family Health, which you're located in Westmoreland, other places, and now open in Gallatin. We're going to talk about that. Uh, thanks so much for coming
0: in. Absolutely. I've been happy to do it.
1: Can you just give us a little background on how Hope got started, what the, the vision is, and uh, lets everybody know exactly what it is you
0: do. Sure. So, we have been around since 2005 and we started really based on a need that I saw at the time. I'm a physician assistant, so you know, medical provider, and I had spent all of my career up till then in small rural towns and had moved to this area in 2000, had worked in Westmoreland for private practice there for several years, Mm -hmm. and I noticed that a lot of patients that I saw didn't have the money for care and Mm -hmm. they didn't have insurance. And the other thing that I noticed was the way our medical system is set up. A lot of times, it feels like a conveyor belt. I call it conveyor belt medicine. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, you come in. It's almost like you take a number, and you know, you got to get on through. You maybe twelve minutes per patient, and yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes it feels like there's really no time even to address the first issue that you came in for. So I was feeling that pressure as a medical provider. I always wanted to have more time to spend with patients and I felt like I was always being pushed by that bottom line. Uh, And so I started to see a vision in, I'm going to say 2004, of a different type of a healthcare facility. And once I had seen it, I couldn't unsee it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, during that time, my husband and I, now ex-husband, and I went through a really tough time financially. We actually both found ourselves without work, living off credit cards, three young children. We had three young children. The youngest was only a year old. Wow. And then he got sick and ended up in Vanderbilt Medical Center, the Children's Hospital. And that happened right before we lost insurance, which had been associated with my husband's job. I started to say to myself, what do people do who don't have insurance? What if your child faced something like this and they didn't have insurance and you didn't have money. So I started to really think about that. And at the same time, I began to to hear the call. I just felt that God was calling me to do something about it. Uh, And so that's how we got started.
1: Now you offer a a host of services. Uh, Let everybody know what those are.
0: We offer primary medical care. Okay. And what I call integrated behavioral health, meaning that we have psychiatry and counseling or therapy services, and we provide those in conjunction with medical care. So, studies show that 50% or more of primary care visits actually involve a, a behavioral health concern. So, for example, anxiety, panic disorder, depression a lot of fatigue may stem from some of those issues. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes to primary care visit, very frequently they're also dealing with a behavioral health issue. So we make that behavioral health care accessible and, and available uh, so that a person can come in, see their doctor or their medical provider and be referred that same day or you know be referred at a later time, either way for a, a counseling visit mm-hmm. or a, a psychiatric visit. We also provide an on-site pharmacy with prescription assistance. So uh, we have a we have affordable ways of getting prescription drugs for people, and
1: you take good RX.
0: We do, we do Rx, take good RX, okay. <laughs> but we also do more than that. We provide medication assistance for those that are without insurance and fall less than two hundred percent of the federal poverty level. We have a program we can get most any prescription drug free for those patients. Okay. Uh, and so, and then we offer dental by referral. Okay. So uh, we do dental as well. We have a sliding fee scale if you're uninsured and fall below 200% of the federal poverty level. Most of those patients fall in at the A level and those visits start at $35 per visit. For mm. 35 for a primary care visit and 35 also for a therapy visit or a psych-MP visit. Uh, 45 is where the dental starts. And then, of course, the medications. We've also got special pricing. But we do take other you know, we don't just take uninsured, okay. we take uh, Medicare, TEN Care, all three TEN Care plans. Okay. And Medicare Advantage plans. All and ages. We, all ages. Okay. Absolutely. Now we you don't do
1: with old folks. We take care of
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I'm 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 definitely moving in that direction myself. <laughs> but we do. We um, you know all ages The children, we don't do childhood immunization, so a lot of times the the younger kids will go to the pediatrician, but we do take.
1: Well, and so now you're located in Westmoreland. We are. And where else are you located?
0: We just opened in Gallatin That's what I'm getting at. Yes, very excited. (laughs) Where are you
1: located there?
0: We are located right next to Sumner Regional Medical Center in the medical office building on the second floor.
1: Oh, well, that's easy to find then. It is. Easy to get to. It is. Now, would you have a, a requirement that there has to be referred to you or not? You just come in, to, you could be their new primary.
0: So that's exactly right. There's no referral needed. We really do try to tear down barriers to care wherever they exist. And so, you know, having a referral would be a barrier. Certainly, we take patients from everywhere, every county. We have some patients from Southern Kentucky, for example. We mm-hmm. don't restrict you based upon okay. where you live. We have some from Davidson, Sumner, Macon, Trousville. Uh, Robertson. I mean we, we really do have patients from all, all over.
1: But and we were talking a little bit about the behavioral health services that you offer and counseling. You know, we had mentioned that, you know, our youth today I man they are in crisis and uh, a lot of these youth are going through a lot of issues but you have some excellent services over there from just listening to you it's like wow <laughs> that's great
0: yeah we do and and i agree with you 100 percent. i think everyone's struggling but i do have a special place in my heart for for our young people and young adults and our youth, you know, several things impact that. First of all, the pandemic was actually very difficult and particularly for those that were going through school, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for those that had to be pulled out of class, pulled out of school. And there were a lot of everybody, but I'll say, you know, particularly young people that really fell into some some depression during that time, had some anxiety and depression. And, and we just see so much, I would say increasing loneliness, mm-hmm. disconnection. There's so much uh, connection on the phones and on social media, but not enough real connection. And the pandemic exacerbated that where we were, uh, you know, I mean, we need other people in order to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And we were restricted, you know, from from having that social contact and those real person-to-person connections. So we're coming out of that, fortunately, but I still think a lot of people feel lost and uh, yeah. a, lo- a lot of people are, are struggling.
1: Well, I mean, I think with the influx of social media that these kids are jumping onto and, you know, how they get redirected. <laughs> and influenced that's why they're called influencers i guess and some of these people maybe not influencing in the right way but i think it, just having a place where people understand that and can help them you know kind of work through this because i mean it's i i think it's it's got to be really serious right now
0: yes well you see this ideal on social media, and then people think that they have to meet that ideal. They, they're a failure unless they look like that influencer, unless they have the, the money that they do, unless mm-hmm. they have all the clothing or the makeup or they do. And the fact is none of us have that perfect of a life yeah. in, in real life. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of what we see in our area up in Westmoreland is kids that have struggled a great deal. There's there's you know there's a higher level of poverty. There's a higher level of, well, of, of all you know, mental health sure. issues there. And so we find that ACEs, adverse childhood events, greatly affect a, a, a kid's life and a kid's future and their ability to be successful. They even increase their risk of having various medical issues. Mm-hmm. If you go through, the more adverse childhood events you go through, such as, and it's not just like physical abuse, that's mm-hmm. one of them, but even in you know, a divorce of your parents, death of a parent, witnessing violence, you know, being neglected, these are issues that a lot of kids go through through, the more of those that you experience, the greater risk you have into adulthood of experiencing a mental health diagnosis, physical health diagnosis, and truly of just not really, uh, really struggling to make it, you know, to make it in the world.
1: Well, too, and I think a lot of them experience the fact they have nobody to talk to, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, you know, I can't afford therapy, right? (laughs) you know, that kind of thing, but you can.
0: Well, that's right. And thank you for teeing that up so nicely. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. I'm a big believer in therapy. And I don't think it's the same. Uh, You know, a lot of people say, Oh, I have a best friend I can talk to about that. Mm -hmm. The fact is, therapists are trained to be able to go over this with people and to they're trained to talk to them in such a way that they can process the issues that they need to process a lot of people never really grieve for things they may go, go through a lot of things in life they never really process it they never grieve for it and it continues to affect them later in in their life our therapists are trained to be a safe place uh, no matter what somebody is going through, right. and uh, you know, for children or adults,
1: right? I mean, that's that's good to know. I think a lot of people, you know, well, I don't want anybody to know I'm I'm seeing this, but no, that's different. You gotta gotta mm-hmm. seek it. You gotta talk to somebody.
0: That's right. And I believe in uh, you know, we have preventive health. I believe that we should have preventive mental health mm-hmm. as well as you know. A lot of us think that the only time that it's justified to go to a therapist or to a mental health professional is if you're in crisis, right? or if you you know having those thoughts that's the only time that you should go to mental health and you're a little a lot of people are a little bit like sheepish about that or they mm-hmm. feel shamed they don't mm-hmm. want to mention it but i believe that mental health is just as important as physical health and that we should all be going for a mental health checkup
1: well and- I mean, there's no question about it especially in these days and times with the inflation the economy everything's going on it just makes people make you crazy so to speak <laughs> hey we're talking with jenny didis didis i said it right uh ceo over at hope family health now if they wanted to reach you i think probably the easiest way because you got a lot of phone numbers here different locations in such would it be best just go to the website
0: you can go to the website and that is hopefamilyhealth.org all lowercase hopefamilyhealth.org but the number there's actually we've simplified it there's just one number to call for appointments at any of our offices okay can i give that sure absolutely all right that is 615-644-2000 nice and easy it is easy. It is easy. 644-2000. And you can call that number to get an appointment in any of our offices oh, okay. in Westmoreland. All We've right. got two offices, one up in Westmoreland. One is in the, I'll say, downtown area of Westmoreland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other is out in Macon County. And then, uh, as I said, the new one in Gallatin.
1: Well, it's it's great that you're going to be there. But uh, So I see here you have dental services, but that's just like, you don't know, have a dentist on staff. You refer them to Correct. people, right?
0: We do. We refer, we have a wonderful partner. Partner, uh, dentist here in Gallatin that we refer to. Okay. Now that is by referral only. You'd asked earlier. You can come to us in terms of, you can come to us without a referral. Okay. But we do need to refer you to our dentist because it is, as you can imagine, a service that is very, very needed sure uh, there's so such a lack of affordable dentist, and so in order not to you know overwhelm him, we do actually refer If you establish with us and you are our patient and you need dental care, then mm-hmm. we will uh, send him that referral.
1: yep, so hope. Family Health. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of these services that I think a lot of people really would take advantage of. And now that you're down here in Gallatin, I mean, that's that's great. Close by Sumner Regional over there. So easy to find. HopeFamilyHealth.org. Write that down. And uh, you can see all the things on their website that they, they offer. And you can make an appointment and get just get in there and see somebody. But I like what you're offering there. But so you take all of the, the insurances. We do. Because some people say, well, we don't take insurance. You just pay as you go kind of thing, which I guess they could do that as well.
0: So they can. We really try to make it no wrong door. And so meaning that we will work with you, okay. no matter what is your situation. It's interesting because we've noticed over the years, a lot of our uninsured patients don't realize we take insurance. So they get insurance. We've not done a great job of messaging that. So yeah. they'll get insurance. And then they say, oh, I have to go somewhere else. I have insurance. I say, no, you can keep, please stay. You can keep coming to us. Yeah. And then our uh, insured patients, a lot of them just assume that we're you know, private practice and they don't, they're not aware of our sliding fee okay. scale. All so right. I really want to get that message out that we take uninsured folks, and we also take insured folks. And you can work with
1: folks on on things, absolutely. In fact,
0: one of the problems that I want to mention with insurance is a high deductible. So a lot of private insurance plans, yes, you're insured, but you're paying every month. this high fee usually for the insurance, plus you've got this very high deductible 5,000 10,000 bucks and uh, we do our sliding fee scale okay. for those that qualify even for those that have a high deductible we will slide the fees okay uh, even you know for insured patients with a high deductible All
1: right. well that's that's great to know we're talking with uh, jenny didis with the hope family health and again you've got to write this website down hopefamilyhealth.org and jenny thank you so much for coming in here it's just been a wealth of knowledge and uh, i can't wait to learn more
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, we're back here on a Sunday morning, and that means we have another guest right here in the studio. And we have a, we, let's call her a newbie, yes, kind of, <laughs> talking about Adele Watts. Now, each chamber goes by something different. What Executive do you go by? Edg- director.
3: Yeah. So, so my official title is President and CEO. Got to so have that if, slash if, in there. Right, that's if right. one wasn't enough, we're just going to add on another.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Adele Watts took over the Goodlettsville chamber here recently, and geez, this is what, been a month now?
3: Yes, a little over a month.
1: Wow, you're coming in this thing and, uh, you know, got to get it uh, straightened out and figure out what's going on.
3: Right, All right. right. Figure so, out what's going on and, and, and where we're going to go from here.
1: Exactly. So get everybody a little background on yourself.
3: Well, I am born and raised in Robertson County, Springfield. Okay. okay. But I have lived in the Goodlesville area for about seven years. So, but I haven't really lived here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I have worked in, in Robertson County for a long time. My background is in nonprofit work. So it kind of translates to mm-hmm. a chamber position. Sure. Uh, working with a, a, a nonprofit, and you're doing everything yourself you're doing fundraising, you're doing events, you're doing marketing, you're building relationships,
1: writing grants, s- writing grants. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah. Trying to get people involved and, and plugged in to whatever your project is. So it was a natural progression from mm-hmm. nonprofit to chamber.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and Mary Lee was there for a while and good, good friends of ours. And, uh, you know, I participated in several events there as that MC and participating in, you know, the different events that you guys would have down there. And it's a great community and people really come out for these events. Like I got to know the Christmas parade. Wow, I mean, and it's like freezing, and people are lined up on the road. It's crazy. It,
3: it, yeah, it's festive, and they dress up, and it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a wonderful time. So, what
1: do you think is one of the challenges that you have faced so far, and what do you see coming up as a possible challenge?
3: I think it's, the biggest challenge is. From me not being really plugged in Mm -hmm. personally here to, so I don't know a lot of people, but what's been wonderful thus far is that everybody I've reached out to has been so welcoming and so kind and enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. So I just need to reach more of those people and bring them out and tell the chamber story and how they can get involved and to have them want to really, really plug in Mm -hmm. and assist and to help us grow and flourish. And in return, my hope is that their business and what they do in the community can have that return as well.
1: Well, if they participate, like you would hope that they would, they're going to benefit from it. And you're going to assist them growing their business because that's what you do. Yeah. So and there's a lot of great businesses uh, down there. And uh, you know, you've got your board of directors in place, you got to train them.
3: Right, right.
1: (laughs) You know how that goes.
3: I hope they're not listening. (laughs) No, I hope they are listening.
1: (laughs) We're going to train you. But yeah, that's, so that's great. And you know, with coming in like this, you've got to create your calendar. You've got to know what's been done in the past and how are those things moving forward. You have your long range plan that you have to come up with and you, you have a big job yes. coming up.
3: Yeah, but I love it. I am so happy to be here. It is a challenge, but I, I've never been one to run away from that. So I'm, I'm very excited. Now
1: you do have an awards function coming up here. Pretty we soon. do.
3: We kind of dusted off that idea. Okay. The Chamber used to do an awards gala a few years back pre-covid you know everything's dated mm, pre-covid yeah. post-covid uh so we brought that out it is february the 29th leap year day mm. and and as a little side a side fact my grandmother was born on leap year day so when she passed away i think she was 29 years old or something crazy like that 27 well you know
1: so she might show up
3: she could
1: in spirit that would be she'll very be making cool. sure everything runs right
3: that would be special <laughs> so we are having it drakewood farm chef's market is Catering, And they are a big sponsor. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, And we're going to be absolutely um, amazing. The food. And we are given awards for an emerging business, for a business excellence award, an educator award, a, a civic award, a leadership award, a young professional, mm-hmm. a medical practice. So we've taken nomination. And I don't even know who the winners are yet. What so.
1: about favorite radio personality award?
3: Maybe we can add that one <laughs> on as a PS. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> After everybody left. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the things you've got planned coming up for this next year?
3: Well, I'm working on strengthening some of the groups that are already in place that Mary Lee has worked so hard okay. to, to build. Our young professionals group kicked off and we have lots of good stuff planned on a monthly basis. On In March, we have a mixology class for a St. Patty's Day theme mm-hmm. going on. We've got some uh, great lunch and learns that are coming. We've got a volunteer day for the young professional group. So I would love to get to grow that group. We've, mm-hmm. We're about 15, 20 strong now, so I'd love to double that. I want to get some men in business and some women in business uh, panels going where we can help each of those groups and whatever struggles they're going through, help others that are younger or or older Mm -hmm. um, and, and get some of those things going.
1: We know people like to help people you know especially they get to know them right and you're just there for advice for things are down it's going to get better you know they need that encouragement but I think mm-hmm. as they participate and everybody gets to know each other especially with the, all the new business and growth that we're getting here in Middle Tennessee it's just phenomenal yes there's always going to be new people and mm-hmm. we want to make it as welcoming as possible for them so having that welcome hand coming in and make sure that they come back
3: right learning what what other businesses are in your community that you may not even you don't see on a daily basis but if you you realize that they're there like wow we can collaborate together Mm -hmm. and make contacts and that's what it's all about is networking and expanding your circle of influence
1: sure and is networking you know one-on-one you just got to show up to things right (laughs) Right. you know what i mean you got to put it on your schedule every single month and just make it a a point to to just show up that's the only way it's going to work if you can't show up every now and then nobody's going to know who you are
3: absolutely you know and you know we talk about a chamber membership it's a a lot like a gym membership you join a gym in january for that new year's resolution (laughs) you're gung-ho and you go you know heavy for first couple of times and then you never go back and so you you'll never see re- any results you won't see a return on your investment and so that's kind of what we talk about to to our members if you don't use it you will never see any return From sure
1: it. no it is uh, you know it's incredible to when you talk to people and they say well I didn't get anything out of that but it's like how many times did you show up I was, I came once or twice I said well there you go right you know you've got to be there you got to participate get to know people forget selling get to know people and build that relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the way it's gonna work you know and that's what the chambers there to help them do absolutely now do you have a forecast of any like big businesses coming in town
3: I'm- have an idea, but I'm not sure if I can... It's top secret. S- it's top secret. I don't know if it's, it's it's for public consumption yet. Right,
1: okay. Well, we... But you know
3: we had BJ's
1: That's right. That
3: came in we, on Rivergate Parkway.
1: You know, I was by there, and I said, wow, And all now it's done? And this was not that long ago, so they're working quite fast. fast, you know. When they did the Costco here, how fast that thing went up. Right. I think it took them longer to clear the, the land than it actually to pop up the building, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's going to be a, a, a great asset right there. Yes. And you, you've probably gotten questions well what's going on with Rivergate? gate uh that's what's gonna happen one. with it you know we had the the bounce it off adventure center uh just opened up in there they're doing great they got yeah. a bunch of folks going in there and they they've got some inspiration going so they has
3: got a ping pong they've got a ping pong thing going on there yeah it's kind of neat
1: yeah try to get people back over there so you know it's a building process and you know you you, you got your job cut out for you <laughs>
3: <laughs> no doubt.
1: <laughs> With your board of directors, as they have right now, how often do they rotate? Is that every couple of years? That it's every they... two years, okay.
3: and we meet on a monthly basis, okay. and I have a fabulous board right now. They are Good. plugged in. They are very supportive Good. and enthusiastic. They have been instrumental before I got there in trying to keep this awards dinner Scala that we have coming, Mm -hmm. and so that that was very confirming that this. Was a great opportunity sure. for me to take on. No, yeah, absolutely, and
1: of course the city supports you guys. I mean, it's just yes. Goodlettsville does so, so many great things at, down there, and it's, it's such a great community, and the and the people love Goodlettsville. Absolutely, yeah, it's
3: it's a great place to live. It's a great place to play and work. And
1: yeah, yeah. you're good. Now, where is the chamber office located?
3: We are facing our building faces the Goodlettsville City Hall. Okay. And we are in a building with several other businesses. So it's, it's a very small little area, but we have a, a wonderful conference room. We've got a great lobby. And I really want... Uh, more people to stop by I want it to be a hub of activity and people to come hang out and have coffee mm-hmm. and you know just network and we've got some offices that you can work at if you're a member oh, that you okay. can come in and you know plug in and and use the internet use the copier that type of thing so mm-hmm. we really want to encourage our members to to come by and hang out well and you
1: should I mean it's a, it's a great spot to have it's pretty easy to get to it's right there in the middle of everything so that's, right. that's great we were talking earlier about this the golf tournament yes so you're going to do one of those
3: we we're going to do one of those we used to do two in the past uh, one in the spring and the fall we're going to split the difference and our tournament is on June the 10th. Okay. And it's at 12 Stones Golf Club. I went and met with them earlier this week, and they're very excited. I am, too. I think we're going to get a caterer come in to do something special. we we'll are have some fun little contests and that type of thing. We're going to have a, a hole-in-one with a $10,000 prize. I already have a sponsor nice. for that. Yeah, love that. So that'll be a big deal.
1: Sure. And, of course, when Garth shows up. Um,
3: well, sure. You know, he,
1: he could. Well, never... I don't
3: know. I'm Adele, so maybe <laughs> Garth and I could do a a, a duet.
1: That, I see it happening.
3: That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be surprised, won't he?
1: <laughs> this area is just so great. And I remember when we moved here in 2016, I just got so overwhelmed because there were so many things to do and not enough time to do them. You right. know, and that's the thing. It's just like, wow! I I want to do this, do that. Of course, you got to take out a second mortgage to do anything. Sure. i um, even to park downtown. You got to right, know, do that right. but you know it, it's it's just learning what's available and just you know plan for it and, mm-hmm. and pick and choose cuz you can't do everything you know right. but, but having your events scheduled like you do especially uh, and a lot of times you have them the same time every year right. so people can plan well, well in yes. advance yeah
3: and then these little small groups so you have coffee and connection every other month we have a luncheon with a speaker every other month and i'll be adding more after hours networking But we have a a newsletter that comes out every Monday Mm -hmm. called the Monday Morning Report. Mm -hmm. And I'm really trying to get all our members to send us what's going on, uh, parks and recreation with the city, and what is going on in the Goodlesville area. So that in that Monday morning report, everybody, it's a one-stop shop. What do I want to do this weekend? Well, let me see. Let me bring up that email. Let me see what's going on. So that's my goal for that, to just really grow it and have it a one-stop shop.
1: Well, too, and then trying to deal with social media. Right. And you're doing that yourself. Yes. So you know what a, what a chore that is. Yes. <laughs>
3: And always thinking about the social media
1: <laughs> you just got to find one of these kids man they, they can come in there and that stuff is just like second nature to them right you know they could whip out a whole website in a couple hours probably absolutely
3: <laughs> i could really use a tiktok and a video help as a volunteer or they can help train me to do it right it, i can do it but it takes me too much time yeah
1: so. and with all those filters and everything they have they make it so easy we just got to know where How to, to go to it. find that stuff you know yes <laughs> but people that's where they're living they're living on the devices and that's why we, we great we have our own app so you have your own app you can go right into it and see what's going on you can listen to us anywhere in the world so right uh, apps are kind of a thing you know yep. you gotta have but you, you gotta spend the bucks
3: exactly and goodlessville has an app and i'm glad that was a great segue see so I'm thank re- you so much you're good <laughs> you're good at your job well
1: thank you thank you very much <laughs>
3: so the the chamber is doing a partnership with the city of mm mm-hmm. and And in March, we're doing a spring into sip and shop event. And so on our app, you download the app and everywhere you can sip like a coffee or tea or something like that. Or or if you can, you can go shop, you can go into those places. We'll have a QR code. You can scan it. Mm -hmm. And if you hit the magic number, I think it's going to be eight, eight of those places. The first 100 people that do that will receive a free Goodlettsville shirt. It's a cool tribal shirt with a cool logo on it. So, that's our first collaboration project with the city of Goodlettsville.
1: Wow, I mean, people loved to compete. They love they get free stuff. So. Right.
3: <laughs> That's good. Yeah.
1: Hey, listen, we're talking with Adele Watts. She's the president and CEO of the Goodlettsville Chamber, and uh, we're just so happy you've taken the helm and uh, I I feel for you. You got a job ahead of you, but I th- I think you're going to do uh, great things over there.
3: I'm so excited to be here.
1: So, how would they find you?
3: You can find me. You can call me. The number at the chamber is 615-859- 7979 and you can email me at info at goodletsvillechamber.com.
1: And I bet the website is Goodlettsvillechamber.com. goodlettsvillechamber.com
3: and of course we've got you know all the things we got the the instagram we got the facebook we got yeah. the linkedin all that good, good stuff Good, so.
1: good all right folks if you're in goodlettsville new business coming in you got to check out adele and uh, you know she'll take care of you that's for sure so adele thanks so much for coming in
3: man thanks for having me this was great.
1: we'll do this again for sure awesome All right, we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. All right, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. Uh, we're going to continue our show for this Sunday. Of course, you know, it's each Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here on air. And then we have our podcast page at whinradio.com. And check out the Summer County Spotlight with me, Jeff Shannon. It would be shantastic if you joined us. And I promise I'll have a lot of Shannon shenanigans on there as well. So I wanted to bring in somebody very special to Sumner County. We're talking about Zoe Green. And uh, you are the executive director title of Sumner County Tourism.
4: Yes, I am
1: the main person.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, she's a a main one. Um, Yeah, so I'm the director of Sumner County Tourism and just loving what's going on in our community right now.
1: Well, you know, Sumner County is ju- it just rocks. I mean, there's just so many things going on. I mean, all over the county, you have a lot to keep up with. There's there's things going on everywhere, and of course, with all of our historic locations and things of that nature, it just it kind of brings people here. You know, we're trying to attract more people. Absolutely. That's your job. Yeah,
4: so absolutely. There's some there's always something going on. that's something that I've noticed lately is there used to be a lot of dead periods for you know things that we could promote, and right now it's just back to back. There's always something which is just so amazing for Mm -hmm. residents and visitors sure
1: you know we have you know different things going on we have different historic sites that you have to of course deal with and things like that and you bring in these events and one that's coming up here on what march 9th we got the county sumner irish festival
4: (laughs) yes so we're having the irish festival on saturday march 9th from 10 to 3 o'clock and we've got lots of performances irish vendors all sorts of fun stuff tons of kids activity so we're super excited about that
1: Well, it's going to be fun. And uh, how many stages do you have out there? We have two. Okay, so two stages, and then activities going on all over the place.
4: Activities and. all over the place.
1: Well, so. that's going to be good. And you know what? I've never been out to Bledsoe's Fort yeah, it's, all this time.
4: It's really amazing. You know, I lived right down the street growing up, and I had never been until the Irish Festival. So <laughs> it really is a great park, and it is beautiful. And we always say we could have mini Bonnaroo there. So
1: could, I'm like, yeah. we
4: could. You come on. <laughs> so we're going
1: to have a costume contest and, and, and the fur baby contest, too?
4: Yes. We'll have a panel of judges who will judge kids, dogs, and adults so all those fun things
1: (laughs) well and i I think i missed last year's people go all out for this i mean
4: oh yeah we've seen some costumes, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> now, I would not look good in a kilt, so I probably won't be doing that. Yeah,
4: me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be a little bit comfortable.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you're, you've got a, a lot of things going on, and here recently you had the Tennessee Songwriters, I guess, well, it, not really, is it a competition?
4: Yeah, so it's a competition put on with the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, or Tea and Vacation, so they kind of started that to inspire travel and stuff during kind of a dead period for travel. And then it really supports our venues and then supports songwriters with local performances and things like that. So it's really great.
1: Because we had a competition in Gallatin here recently. Tell us about that.
4: Yeah. So we had that at the Palace Theater on the 2nd of February and we had 20 performers and we all knew, you know, me being backstage, I was like, this is going to be such a hard competition Mm. because the talent was just insane. It was amazing. And we actually had record attendance. So as Tennessee Songwriters Week grows and as we start pouring a little more money into the marketing, we had, we almost sold out the theater, which is unheard of for yeah. us. So we were super excited about that. And it just always goes so smoothly.
1: Now, you had competitions going around throughout the state. Is that yeah, correct?
4: Yeah. I, I, I want to say, I saw a number of like 100 qualifying rounds or something like that. Mm. They're all over the place. And then only seven are chosen for a showcase, which we have been chosen. So that's very exciting.
1: Yeah. So we have that coming up on the 23rd of this month up in uh, the Temple Theater.
4: Yes. So okay. we're super excited about that. Tickets are $8, and you can buy them online at the on the Temple Theater's website, and okay. you can also find the ticket link on our website as well. So we're promoting that, and we did a big giveaway with Visit Franklin, so we're super excited about this event and hope that we'll have a good turn. Into we'll just go it to
1: the out. websites, Temple Theater or Sumner County Tourism uh, yeah. site. You'll have the information on there. Yeah, And, of course, it's on Facebook, too, so if you're yeah. following that. It's yeah. on
4: Facebook, on the website. You can find it anywhere.
1: Now, up at the Temple Theater, we have all the, this great competition. You have a panel of judges. Mm-hmm. And I saw my buddy Andy Gilly on there, I think. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
4: he's been a judge before. And okay. So we have loved having him. So we wanted to invite him back. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that's good. You know, and Wade stepped in at our qualifying round. So we got our Hendersonville Parks people represented. <laughs> so that's it, yeah. exciting. And
1: I understand you you got this host. That man is just infamous.
4: I know. He's just, I kept hearing all about him. And I was like, wow, how can I get him? (laughs)
1: And... You found me. <laughs> yeah,
4: so we're super excited to welcome you. to Well, you know be a part what? It, it.
1: It's it's kind of in my wheelhouse, and I because I just totally appreciate songwriters because they really are the backbone of the music business. Mm-hmm. I mean, without songwriters, you have nothing. Right. And some of these people are so talented, and that what they're able to do in words to really pull you in and just paint this story, and whether it be rock, gospel, whatever the case is, the songwriters make these these songs come alive.
4: They do, and you know what? More of a perfect place to do it than. And right here in Tennessee. You know, That's this right. is the soundtrack of America, <laughs> you know? Right. yeah. So we're super excited about that. And they're always super excited to know that there's something a little bit closer to home for a lot of people mm-hmm. in middle Tennessee. You know, some people have more, are more accessible to like the Portland area or Sumner County. So we're super excited to welcome yeah. all of them.
1: Now, do you have different like categories or how does, how is that broken down?
4: It's just, we, we put them in order, like it's kind of random and okay. they just get up there.
1: So they go up and they perform one or two songs or one. Just, just one song? just one song all right and just is it usually just them on a guitar or a track or something
4: they can do tracks now i think they just recently allowed tracks but mostly it's guitars and sometimes piano um but it's it's amazing it's really incredible to watch
1: are there different genres presented
4: we have seen all sorts of different things last year i saw someone just beating on a like a bucket you know and he was great i mean but it's just wild to see the different kind of entertainment that you can see during the night, all kinds of things.
1: Yeah, so they, they've done quite a bit just to get to this location mm-hmm. at, at, on the 23rd. This is this is kind of like it, and the winner will be announced that evening. Yes, yeah, so
4: okay. we kind of have it figured out where they're going as the show moves on, and then at the end we take the judges back, and we here's our final decision. How, what, what do we think? And then we go on out there, and we present that. So
1: And then I'll come on and go, ladies and gentlemen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner.
1: <laughs> you win a new car. <laughs> no, I wish, but what do they win? In if they, if the, the final person so comes on top,
4: there's a bunch of things that are included in the winning. I know that they win a guitar, and it's some kind of sweepstakes kind of kind of deal there. And there's some little things included in there, but I know that they do get the opportunity to perform at the Bluebird Cafe. Okay, and I got to go last year and see the talent that won from across the state, and it was amazing. It was so great. Yeah. So it it feels surreal, you know, going through the qualifying round and then the showcase, and then being at that final performance because mm-hmm. it's like like it's almost like I walked through it with them and it was it's just like a super powerful feeling so that was exciting
1: yeah no it's it's great because you I think early on you can you kind of pick out some they just stand out there's oh. just a feeling that you get whether it be you know you get the chill bumps I right hear this says, whoo there's there's something to that because a song will do that to you
4: absolutely you know? and this was the first year I actually got to listen to people perform uh, usually I'm dealing with the songwriters and getting them ready to go mm-hmm. but this year I was behind the stage and I got to hear everything so that that was a great feeling this year, so I'm excited. Now, at each about competition,
1: that. do they sing a different song, or are they doing the same one through the whole?
4: I believe they have to choose one song and go with it okay. for the rest of the. Right.
1: Yeah, because if they're getting voted on that that one coming through, the next one maybe doesn't do it. So, right. much well stick with the same one. Right. And you learn from just audience reaction. Yeah. You know what you do from that because you, you got to feel the audience, you got to read the room, and, and and take care of it. So,
4: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we had we had three winners, but only two advance. Okay. To the showcase so two of our winners from the palace theater will be there so we're okay. super excited about that yeah. see them again <laughs> you know you build a relationship with them because you yeah it's you like know. your babies yes you know? <laughs> seriously it, it feels that way i'm like these are my people i'm like i'm gonna cry <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, they're all different ages too they're not just youngins uh, oh, right
4: Oh. Uh, all sorts of ages. I think this was the first year they required everyone to be 18. In the past, we've had some youngins, but I think, you know, with paying them and stuff like that, it gets tricky. So this year, it's 18 and up, but there's all sorts of age ranges, and it's very diverse.
1: So who are the other judges? Can you announce those, or it's top Um, secret?
4: So actually, I've been working with Wynette Turner um, at Huckabee. She's my buddy. Yeah, so she's kind of been coordinating some of those and some of those through the state. So I don't have, like, a perfect list for you right now, but to be announced. That's right.
1: Well, so it is coming up on the 23rd of Mm -hmm of February. 2024, in case you're listening to this in 2025, <laughs> it already happened. We're going to have this event going on. What time are doors open?
4: So doors will open at six o'clock Okay. and the show starts at seven. And there's a couple places to eat dinner in Portland. So we highly suggest that you get yourself some dinner. And we've made some itineraries on our website of things to do to kind of spend the weekend in Portland or spend the weekend in Sumner County if you're not from here or if you're just wanting to have a day out. We've got an itinerary yeah. built for you.
1: Have, have we looked at the forecast? Luckily, it's inside, though, so that's good.
4: <laughs> I have not looked at the forecast because I don't like to worry myself.
1: <laughs> well, and again, we're inside, but uh, today it's 65 degrees. So it could be 70 coming up, and then it could the next snow. day is 29. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> could with... be
4: negative three, and then no one has power, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we're acoustic, so we can we can still play it acoustically and don't no need really microphones, <laughs> but we'll make it work for sure. But So over at Sumner County Tourism, you, you know, you've been at the helm here for how long?
4: I would say... I started in May of last year. So coming up on a year. Yeah couple months
1: of, uh, now you were you were with tourism prior to that I you was. Know, you were working with barry back then and uh, kind of just learning the ropes at that point and yeah. finding out what he uh, what he does
4: yeah so i started in january of 22 as an intern i was still in college at mtsu and that transpired you know yeah. i'm very lucky and i feel super blessed to even be where i am so it's just so it's surreal sometimes to think about now
1: serious question here <laughs> gotta think about it since taking over I mean, you've been there and you learned some stuff then, but since taking over, what's the one thing that's impacted you the most up to this point?
4: There was a lot of stuff I didn't know Mm -hmm. that happened. You know, Barry, there was a lot of things that I think was just you know like opening a piece of chocolate to him because he had done it so many times so there were a lot of things that i had to really unpack right and i feel there's a lot more that goes on that i never even knew about and there were times where i thought i was busy and now i'm like well now i'm double busy because i didn't know this happened right like
1: dealing with a board yeah
4: (laughs) deal we luckily have some supportive board members so that's exciting Mm -hmm. and it's my goal to just educate 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 you know tell them what we do really fill in the gaps of questions and things like that so that's that's what's important to me is just educating them as much as I can.
1: Well, and you got a good team in place right now. Absolutely. So that you got to hold on to that yeah. because that's, you know, there's so much to learn in those positions, you know, and you get people to come in and haven't done these events before. It's like, well, you got to just kind of start all over and teach them what they need to know.
4: Right. And, you know, some of them have chamber experience and in marketing experience, but tourism marketing is so unique and so different in so many ways. So it's hard to kind of retrain the brain a little bit mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, maybe product marketing versus what we offer is so different, sure. so it's kind of hard to draw those lines and things like that.
1: Well, and, and your job is not always located right here in Sumner County. You have to travel outside mm-hmm. to attract those individuals and let them know Sumner County is actually here, Yeah, absolutely. and we have these things available for you for tours, for tournaments, all of these things. You have to take care of that. Yeah. Wow.
4: Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Did I
1: say I put you in for a raise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'd be passed, but... <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, it's good. You know, it, we're lucky to have a lot of professional development opportunities where we are able right. to get out there and really meet people and mix and mingle. And we love to represent our hometown. Right.
1: So. Well, and, and at Gu, yeah. Sumner County's music history is, everybody knows, it's iconic. Yeah. And it's something I believe, and that's you know, since I got here. It's been one of my passions and missions that the music history has to be maintained and some kind of way showcased that Sumner County has all of this with songwriters, past iconic artists. It just still continues. And people are are looking forward to that, and not to just have the number one tourist destination in Hendersonville is Johnny Cash's grave. Right. Uh, there's a lot more to that, you know what Absolutely. I mean? I, and that's, you know, I'm glad that you're you're doing this and recognize that and keeping this on the forefront.
4: Yeah, so it gives us a really good opportunity to highlight some of those things because, you know, a lot of people will associate Johnny Cash with maybe Nashville and mm-hmm. it's like, nope, he was ours, you know? <laughs> that's right, yeah. And so it's really important for us to send out that message. We try our best, you know, a lot of people are still going to associate him with Nashville and that's okay. Sure, yeah. But it's exciting to know that he called this place home one day and i think people like knowing why
1: that's right well we're talking to zoe green executive director with sumner county tourism i'll get it right i was gonna say tennessee sumner, summer county tourism right here so give them a website again
4: our website is visit Sumnertn.com
1: okay you can find all that information on there and your social medias
4: Um, at Visit Sumner TN on pretty much every platform. There you
1: go. Well, we've been talking with Zoe Green. Uh, She's got to get out of here. She just goes meeting to meeting. That's just what (laughs) what she does here. So thanks so much for coming in.
4: Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon. Join us in the next Sunday, 10 o'clock, right here at WHIN and on the podcast tab at uh, whinradio.com. So Shannon's the name, music's a game. We'll check you then. And solo. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at ten a m. Thanks for listening.